To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. everybody and welcome back to What's This Dow All About? My name is Todd Perry and here is Dr. Carl Totten, Sijo, and uh, we're, we're going to continue our uh, discussion on the Tao Te Ching today. Uh, what we're going to talk about, uh, our big stuff is chapter 3 of the Tao Te Ching, and um, we're going to talk about meditation a bit, and we're going we're gonna to open up a little bit, uh, I'm going to discuss uh, some people throughout history that might have been secret Taoists. Uh, some people who have said things that are, uh, I think, in line with the Tao, like kind of quotes I've liked throughout my life. So I'm going to run these by you, Carl, and uh, see uh, what you think. Um, Excellent. Of, all right. One of my first things is, uh, it's a George Bernard Shaw once said that uh, life is not about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Hmm. Now, is that, is that with the Tao? Because the Tao is a lot about finding your inner nature, right? And so the the art of finding versus creating, you know, building on to something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in a way, those it, it's it's like a, a, a different way of saying something else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. As so much as Tao, you know, Tao, a lot of it has to do with discovering, uncovering what's already there. Right. And then when you allow that to just manifest naturally to flow. And one goes with the flow, then one is in at one with the process of ongoing discovery and creation. Okay. And so it's not in the sense that we are thinking about something and planning it and then experimenting and trying this and trying that and creating something in that manner. It's a, it's a way of uncovering something that has already been laid down mm-hmm. but because we've been so busy thinking and planning and scheming and manipulating we lost it we right. didn't see it right <laughs> well it's 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 also sim- like the act of creation and destruction is kind of simultaneous right yeah in in the dao everything is both being created if you will and being uncreated at the same time right you know no no every time anything is said or done it's there for that moment and then it's gone right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second you say it but well, it's gone whoop where'd it go it's gone that you know, happened it's like quick quick uh, too late right too late <laughs> it's like uh uh what's what's the uh, dutch boy with the uh the wall and there's a leak in the wall and he puts his finger in one yes. and he puts his finger in the other one and then the other side of the water's coming through and there's just not enough fingers and hands to <laughs> but that but the thing he's trying to control it is exactly the right exactly and uh, Taoists feel that well 
maybe it's time for it to leak right now. Right. <laughs> right. Just let it be. Because if it leaks, what will it also do? Oh, to water all of the crops, and then everybody will be fed. Right. And, <laughs> and so sometimes things have to, we have to allow space for things to happen, and at the same time, be mindful that there might be a plan. Right. There might be a bigger picture. Right. And too often, almost always, we see things from what position? Our own narrow perspective. Mm-hmm. Almost every human being does that yeah. unless we actively do something like meditation right. to counteract that oh. and try to go on to uh, uh, bigger things. Oh, we're going to get to that in a minute, meditation. Uh, another, another great quote I've always liked is, Life has become immeasurably better once I've been forced to stop taking it seriously. By, ha! by Dr. Hunter Thompson. Oh, one of my heroes. Yes. I like the doctor. Oh, Do- yes. Dr. Gonzo. Yes. I love him. Yes, yes. Uh, I was, I, I'm not sure what book that's from, but uh, it's, uh, I, 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 like, I like reading Hunter Thompson's work. Uh, and it's, it's very true that I, I, every once in a while I look up around and I go, you know, why, why am I taking life so serious when, you know, it's, it's fleeting, it's going to go, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll be gone, I'll be with the dust at a certain point, or everything around this that I'm attached to, will be, you know, uh, you know, life is a joyous experience and not to get too pulled down in the weeds and not, you know, not walk through it with, you know, such heavy feet, I guess. You yes, know? yes. Every moment is here for just a second. Yeah. And then it's gone forever. Right. It's gone forever. And yet, what do we do? We try to cling to those moments, you know, you know, like it's a life raft or something. Right. That it's somehow going to save us, you know, the cling to what happened just a second ago. No, our job is to be fully present every moment and then let it go. Why? So that we can welcome the next one. Right. <laughs> well, it's kind of it's like if, if you're at, when you're a kid and you're at like Disneyland or whatever, and the whole day, like this is just the best, perfectest thing ever. And then you have that weird moment where you go, oh no, I'm going to have to leave Disneyland. At a cer- <laughs> and then you, then you don't enjoy anything, right? That's, exactly. It's like on, on Sunday, you go, oh, I got work tomorrow, right? Right. I might, I might, this, we're doing this on a Sunday right now. I might have just ruined my day. But, you know, <laughs> then you go, oh man. And that, then you can't enjoy the rest of your Sunday. It's screwed. Exactly. You know? So being fully present in the moment, that is the nature of the Tao. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's another one I liked. Uh, uh, 80% of life is just showing up by Woody Allen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Shri Woody. <laughs> yes. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see. To live is the rarest thing. Most people just exist by Oscar Wilde. No. Oh. Do ne- never argue with Oscar. <laughs> well, that was something on a previous show we were discussing. I was saying, I was saying to you, do you think that most people are walking around concerned with the bigger questions of life or asking what, why they're here or the meaning? And I was like, I'm sure people are. They're just not talking about it. And you said, no, no, maybe lots of people just kind of aren't, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think most people are just busy living their lives. Yeah. And, but unfortunately, they're so busy living their lives, clinging you know, to, to moments and, and, and trying to create or extend or, 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 or just adjust or adapt to something that they miss the bigger picture. Right. And, and, and often, you know, the old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Uh, only too true. I found this great, it was like this sheet of, of notes by the uh, jazz player Thelonious Monk. Oh, yes. 
And he was he he had this whole thing of notes that he wrote for himself. It was almost like to reflect, you know, when to kind of put himself in the zone when he's playing music, or you know, just kind of true, you know, the the, the true things he learned in life. And uh, one thing he wrote was the inside part of the tune, the bridge. You know, your 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 big change in the middle of the song is the part that makes the outside sound good. So if he puts in a, a big a big change in the middle of the song that then takes you out of the mm-hmm. your normal verse chorus, mm-hmm. it's by going way out there that then the rest of the song then sounds fresh. Yes, it's almost yes. like I went to you know Hawaii a few weeks ago, and the fact that I got out of my element, I took it way out there, and I went to another place, different frame of mind. I came back and I appreciated my normal everyday life more. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, often by going to the extremes, we absolutely learn to appreciate what we have here in in the moment yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And so the capacity to experience extremes uh, adds depth to our uh, existence. Mm-hmm. It gives us that sense of dimensionality right. that makes life seem richer. Right. Yeah. Richer. Yeah. And and also by by contrast, often, you know, here in a third dimensional world, in a world that is. Uh, framed by yin and yang, if you will. Right. You know, it's by exploring the, the the things that look like they're opposites of each other that we come to find the totality of our experience. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's really all one whole existence. We see the forest from the trees, right? Yeah. But m- most human beings, most of us, can't do that type of just being one with the flow and integrating all of the extremes simultaneously. Moment by moment, right. without clinging or holding on, few people can really do that. Yeah, God. no. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you would probably become schizophrenic, or you know. either that or sage. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's this Dow all about? Is recorded at the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Check out the Institute.com. See their schedule of classes, including Taoist meditation, kung fu, and qigong. That's Institute.com. All right, so let's get into this here. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about meditation, and uh, I know. You teach you teach meditation classes right oh, here yes. at the Tao Institute. Oh yes. Now my my big question is I've I've from time to time sat and attempted to meditate. I've had a couple positive experiences with it. I haven't integrated it into my daily life. And um and one of the questions I always have is I, I feel like uh is there there's different forms of meditation, right? And yes. different ones like there's like transcendental meditation and they you got to pay 1500 bucks to learn it, right? <laughs> and I always go, is that a scam or is it, you know, why don't they just make this available to everybody? <laughs> you know, why don't they reveal their secret, you know? Um, is I actually, it, by the way, have a list of their secret mantras. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> the ones you pay that $1,500 for. Right. Yeah. I'll give you the list if you want. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Just don't tell anyone. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Our little secret. If this is out publicly now, Carl. <laughs> uh, so the, so is, is there a better way? You know what I'm saying? What is the difference in the different forms of meditation, if you will? Or is it just all the same thing that people are calling different? No, it isn't all just the same thing. You know, 
people have been trying to kind of solve this riddle about who am I? You know, the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where did I come from? And where am I going? In other words, what is the meaning of life? Right. And almost everyone, sooner or later, comes to the realization that all of this doing and trying and thinking and thinking and overthinking is taking me away from realizing this essence of what is the meaning of my life. Yeah. And so sooner or later, people around the world for thousands of years have realized that, you know, unless I sit quietly and pay attention to things that I normally miss because I'm so busy, I'm not going to be able to answer that question effectively. Mm -hmm. And so all cultures and peoples and spiritual uh, groups have at one point or another come to the realization that they have to alter something about what they've been doing. It's that it's in the doing and overdoing and overthinking while overdoing where we get lost. Right. And so they I so I think that ultimately meditation is really a very natural state. Mm. It's what happens before we start doing. It's what happens before we start talking and thinking. Yeah. And our thinking of course is always in what? Words, right? Right, yeah. And words as we know, words are a representation They're of not something. The thing. They're yeah. not the thing. No. And so meditation is to try to get to the thing. Right. And okay. So, and so, you, if you're talking and thinking too much, it's going to be very difficult to realize the the nature of what underlies our existence. Okay. And so that I think is what really what meditation is for. Now there are a hundred ways, about no more than that, a thousand ways to actually try to do that. Essentially, meditation can be divided in general, into active forms of meditation and more passive forms of meditation. Active forms of meditation, you do something. Maybe you chant something. Maybe you focus on something. It might be something even very peaceful, like focusing on a, a cloud drifting across the sky or a river or, or flowing uh, down the stream. Uh, but so something grabs your our attention and as something grabs our attention and we begin to follow that, track that, guess what all, What happens? As that immersion increases, the internal chatter, mm -hmm. that self-talk, yes. starts to decrease. I could, I could use that. Yes, we yes, can all yes, use that. Yes. So that's actually very useful. So that's active. That's, that's active meditation because you're doing something in order to decrease our attachment to what we usually do which okay. is doing and thinking and planning and on and on and on. Okay. Passive forms of meditation, which are, is actually probably more difficult. Yeah. You know, people, now, is it, is it more rewarding because it's more difficult? Um, not necessarily. You know what they say? All roads lead to uh, Beijing or Hong Kong or Rome or someplace, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And so however one gets there is fine as long as you get again, return to the source. Okay. So passive forms of meditation, it's more difficult because sometimes people will tell you, I'm sure you've heard, oh, just clear your mind, think of nothing, but who can do that? Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've thought of nothing like four times in my life. You know what I mean? And then I go, and then I go I'm thinking about nothing, you know? Right. And, and so typically what is 
easier for people is to think about something, but something different than what they ordinarily are thinking about. Okay. So again, it might be a word. It might be a breath. Uh, you know what I tell people to do? What's going on in your mind right now? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Now, look at that. Watch that. Watch those thoughts. And while you're watching those thoughts, what's going on in your body right now? Notice that, too. Don't think about it. Just, just notice it. Oh, and how about your breath? You notice that? Oh, okay, just notice that. So as you sit here and you're noticing your mind and you're noticing your body and you're noticing your breath, what, what, what part of you, by the way, is noticing all of this? Um, I don't know. Great. Now, just stay with that experience and just see where that takes you. And now I'll put on some nice music. I'll turn out the lights. I'll, I have a black light here. Mm-hmm. I'll put on black light, and you know it looks kind of you know kind of mysterious and, right. and kind of kind of you know it's really soft in there. And what happens is that people get so engaged in this exercise and really mindfulness. Yeah. You know, being able to not be in your mind, in your body, in your breath, but rather coming from a place where you are all of these things simultaneously without having to divide and separate them. At that moment, an amazing thing happens. We stop thinking. You might realize, you know, I know this has happened to you. Haven't you been driving sometimes on the freeway and you notice that, gosh, I just drove the last 10 miles and I didn't have one thought in my mind about driving. Yes. It's oh, the yeah. same you, thing in meditation. How, how did I get here? How did I get here? Well, why am I in the valley? Like I right. was, I was. I switched most, lanes. Yeah. I avoided cars. Obviously, I drove the speed limit. I wasn't bumping into people. I didn't drive off the road, and I did not have one thought about driving. Yeah. The same thing happens in meditation. Uh-huh. And you feel so good mm-hmm. when you get to that place where finally you're out of your own way and you can just be. Right. It's beautiful. So about let's see that's so if I let's say you know uh, wanted to kind of start going towards that place just by myself uh, at my house you know maybe woke up in the morning had a cup of coffee and then I get ready to go to work and I want to take this twenty minutes to get to that state what are the kind of real simple ways to get into that I always tell people again that meditation is a natural state. I think a lot of what we do and say and think all the time is really quite unnatural, actually. Mm, okay, all right. <laughs> and so there's, there's something that pervades that, that's beneath that and above that and beyond all of that, something mm. that just is. Right. And so the that easiest way... field you yeah, know, we're talking it, about. It's just to observe. Mm-hmm. You know what my teacher taught me when I, the first day of meditation, my Taoist teacher, he said, just sit and... Observe your breathing. Mm -hmm. Feel the air come in. Feel the air come out. Just notice that. Just watch that. And as I watched that and then began to just watch my thoughts and watch my body, maybe I had some imagery in my mind. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was remembering something, an event. Do you try to then stop that or do you just let it play out? you just watch it. You just observe it. You don't participate in it. You just you, let you it. You don't participate in it. Yeah. Because if you participate in it, and then you're caught up in it, and then now you're back to square one. Yeah, you're right. right but you're out of it. Yeah, yeah you're okay. out of it. All right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You're you're out of it because you're too into it. Right. <laughs> right. 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 I love it. Okay. That's <laughs> so. So it's a matter of this 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 this. 
it's interesting because on one hand, people always say that to meditate, you have to do what? You have to focus. You yeah. have to concentrate. You hear that it's all like the real time. real harsh, uh, oh, disciplined yeah. experience. <laughs> when that will kill meditation if you okay. actually try to do that. So that's yeah. why it's been difficult for me. So you just, you You're just trying sit. too hard. Yeah, you, you, wa- okay, you watch it, and then ha- have you found that you've gotten better over your life of practicing this at not falling into engaging with the imagery in your mind of just letting mm-hmm. go. Yes, yeah, so there's definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen all at once. Yeah, I rarely ever meet someone who can just sit down and just meditate right off the bat at a level which they, they, they ultimately will be capable of. Mm-hmm. It takes a while, just like anything else. Right. You know, it took you a while to learn how to ride a bike, drive a car, right? Yeah. yeah any, anything. Right. And it's the same thing. But once you've kind of grew, kind of groove that pathway mm. into this deeper aspect of the self, it definitely becomes easier right. and easier. And you know what? You like it. Right. And because you like it, you want to do it more. Right. Right? Like kind of like exercise. When you, you don't exercise for a long time and you hit the treadmill or whatever, you go, oh, my, I feel so much better. The endorphins in my brain right. are going. I like, why do I not do this every day? You know? But at first, it does what? No, it's a pain. It, it's a pain, right? It hurts. Yes. <laughs> I walk up to the and go, oh. Oh, my sore back. Yes, am I going to have, this is going to hurt. This is, this is, so the, we, we actually move into a state of what's often called pure awareness, where a whole another world opens up inside of us. Mm-hmm. And if we're too busy doing those other things, there's an entire dimension of experience that we'll miss. Right. That we'll miss. And this I, is in everyone. It's in every human being. Yeah. It's, you know, we're all part of what, one of the Tao, yeah. one spirit. And so the Tao being vast, right, having no beginning, having no end, mm-hmm. existing on all dimensions, you know, throughout time and space. Can you imagine? No, you can't imagine. Yeah. It's beyond our imagination how much they're, how rich and how deep this experience of this domain actually contains okay and so meditation every time we do it we're, we're allowed entry into a little another another little corner of experience in mm-hmm. that realm and it is so rich and so nurturing that it, it's it's like tasting pure honey or something right <laughs> it's so sweet yeah. i love it <laughs> oh. oh okay so i was i was reading a book and it was i see this is me this is me i read all these books right and then but but the practice and the discipline of the practice <laughs> eludes me. But so it was a, it was a book called Catching the Big Fish by a mm. f- filmmaker David Lynch, and he was saying that when he oh he's good yeah when he started uh, meditating he 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 started he realized as a creative person that the big fish were at the deeper levels the big fish the big ideas that he was bringing into his work and bringing into his art he would meditate. And the deeper he got, the bigger and more nurturing the fish were, yes. is what he said when he would yes. dip into. And I thought that was a wonderful metaphor for what I should strive for when, when, when attempting this practice. Mm-hmm. You know? So wh- when's, when's the best time to meditate? Is it in the morning, at night? Is it, you know? Anytime, anytime. I mean, everybody's, you know, their lives are different. Some people, their mornings are open. Other people, they get up in the morning, they have a zillion things to do, yeah. and they don't have time, and so the evening or night before they go to bed is a better time. You know, ultimately, I think we want to get to the point where meditation is not this separate 
experience where we have to, it's only when we're sitting down doing meditation Mm -hmm. that we are engaging in meditation. We would like meditation to just become part of our natural, normal state of being. Because that's what meditation is. Eventually. It's a state of expanded awareness. Awareness of what? Awareness of what is. Mm -hmm. Well, what is? Well, you'll know when you find it. Ah, that's a nice way to go out on it. Do you have any more words on meditation? Just that don't complicate it. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. And our tendency, particularly here in the West, is to complicate things. And you'll find books and books and books and things written on how to meditate. Yeah. And there's all these different ways. And so a seeker can get very easily confused. Yes. Because every you know many of the books say something very different. But if you if we remember that meditation is a natural state and it's a state of immersion into what is. Because a lot of what we're doing mm. is an avoidance of not doing. Right. And meditation is definitely associated with not doing. With doing less. Doing less. Doing the minimal amount. Less. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you get to zero, where you're not doing anything, then you can finally live and be everything. Mm. Is it, is it kind of like if you look at an hourglass, right? You have the, the stuff at the top of the hourglass, and you have that real thin waist, right? And then you have a, a, a different thing on the other side, where we're normally on the top of the hourglass, right? And when we meditate, we get to that state of zero, right? Yes. And then beyond that, there's a whole other... A vessel of consciousness or yes. whatever to exp- is it is yes. it like that at that moment we are fully in tune and in touch with the Tao, and we are just filled with inspiration mm. it's like it's almost like a download from the field of consciousness a field that we are a part of but because we're so busy we're not aware of it mm-hmm. and once we let go of those expectations and just immerse ourselves in the Tao. The richness of that fills every moment. And at that moment, those questions, those eternal questions, who am I? Where did I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going? The answers become crystal clear. Oh, nice. And that's precious. You can't buy that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, the chapter of the Tao Te Ching today. We're going to do uh, chapter three of the Tao Te Ching. Ah, yes. Chapter three. An interesting chapter. It's really about letting go, letting be, kind of what we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know I, I really see the Tao Te Ching as, as one of the, the, pin, the ultimate guide to meditation. Okay. Because All right. Lao Tzu seems to be uh, advising the people on how to use a meditative existence, and not just a practice, but a meditative existence as a prescription for living wisely. Mm-hmm. For living wisely. And so in chapter three, it's very short, you know, like almost all of them are. It, it, he says, not exalting the gifted prevents quarreling. Not collecting treasures prevents stealing. Not seeing desirable things prevents confusion of the heart. Hmm. hmm. What's he talking about here? 
And then he goes on, he says, the wise, therefore, rule by emptying hearts and stuffing bellies, <laughs> by weakening ambitions and strengthening bones. If people lack knowledge and desire, then intellectuals will not try to interfere. If nothing is done, then all will be well. Mm. Hmm. So, this letting go of attachments from the heart or the mind uh, while focusing on essentials like health, right? right. Eating, right? right? Uh, allows things to kind of just settle into place and to find their own innate rhythms. Okay. You know, every organism has a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And the rhythm is trying to do what? It's trying to ensure survival through adaptation to create homeostasis, yeah. balance. Right. right. And if we can do that, then everything just flows and everything is beautiful and everything is fine. Right. But look around. Is everything just flowing? Is everything just beautiful? And is everything just fine? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not always. No, no. Uh, no. And therefore, uh, things, since so much is being done that is not in accord with our inner natures, you know, people aren't getting what, feeling, are feeling that they aren't getting what they need. They're feeling that what they're doing is uh, meaningless. Or or, or, or or has a meaning maybe to someone, something, some outside entity, but not to them. Yeah. It's not their heart's desire. Yeah. Then they they wind up feeling dissatisfied. No matter how much money they're making, yeah. you know, no matter how much of the material external rewards they may be getting, still at a deep level, if if you ask them, they will tell you something is missing. Yeah. I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels. Yes. I'm, and yet I'm doing everything that everybody says I should be doing. And then there's nothing is gaining traction. It's not, you know, it's not amounting to anything besides, right. you know, paying the rent. There's, there's no, yeah. And life is a lot more than going to work and paying your bills. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I assure you. And so he says if people lack knowledge and desire, then intellectuals will not try to interfere. If nothing is done, then all will be well. Now, the intellectuals trying to interfere, what, is, what does that relate to? Well, who, th there are always people in every society who try to guide what people are doing by claiming that they know best. Right. right. The intellectuals. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, often it's politicians, mm -hmm. it's uh, critics, yeah. you know, who are offering critiques about society. It, you know, there, there are always people who are the big thinkers, if you might, out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lao Tzu, I, I'm sure people would call him a, a big thinker in a way, but yet he's constantly advising us to do what? Not think, right? right Not right. think so much, right? right? right. And, and so here, maybe the, the biggest thinker of them all is saying, don't think. And, and what was the very first thing out of his mouth in the Tao Te Ching? You know, the Tao that can be spoken is not the eternal Tao. Right. And, and, and what are our thoughts? Words. Th words, right. Words, yeah. And, and he, so f the very first words out of his mouth are, don't trust this. Right. Don't trust this. And don't trust the authorities that are trying to tell you how to live your life. Or exactly. Trying, yeah. Exactly. Trying to push you one way or the other. Exactly. You know? There are so many levels of abstraction away from 
the immediacy of what each person is experiencing. Right. And every person has to be the arbiter of their own experience. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can tell you what you are experiencing, what you should be experiencing, what you're thinking, what you should be thinking, uh, what you are doing, what you should be doing. Nobody has that uh, authority to do that unless you give it to them. Right, yeah. Unless you give it to them. And unfortunately, if you look at the history of the world, what do we see? People are very willing to give up oh, to the authority. Oh, and, and, then, and then authorities are more than willing to try to take control yeah. through power and manipulation in order for, to attain more material goods. Right. And it, or, it, or even worse, power uh, over others, right? It, it, well, the, the power over others so they can increase their uh, gain of material goods. Right. right, yeah. And so now look at the world. You know, we're in a crisis, yeah. right? We're in an environmental crisis. Mm -hmm. We're in economic crisis. Mm -hmm. We're certainly in political crisis, yeah. you know? I mean, it's, 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 it's sad in, in many, many respects to see how far away we've gotten from this, 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 this self-regulation, this homeostasis, this balance where all organisms, especially us, yeah. <laughs> are, are getting our, 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 our needs met and, and we feel fulfilled and creative yeah you know it, a lot of it is about creativity you know yes. i you know what i tell everybody yeah. the most important thing that you have is your imagination mm -hmm. because think about it for a and, moment and this fuels it i feel yeah i the, agree the, 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 the Taoist practice and because if you look if you look at human history has not every advance come through imagination yes Every single thing. We'd Whether still be in the caves, right, if right. we didn't have imagination. If someone didn't look out there and go, you know what, we could do a little bit better, or what if this fish was cooked? Yeah. Right, you yeah. know. <laughs> See, it, it allows us to creatively meet our needs in, in, a, in, in, in a fuller manner. And by unleashing greater creativity, you're going to unleash a greater, more, you know, better society. Yes. For us yes. to live in. So I'm advocating for what? A new renaissance. Yes. We need a new renaissance a right creative now. creative liberation. <laughs> yeah, the creative liberation of the human spirit. Yes. I, I dig that. Yeah. I dig that. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll take up a banner and uh, <laughs> wave it behind you. It's like, be free, be free. Right. But, yeah. but to do that, we have to claim and own our freedom. Mm -hmm. And too often, society conspires to get us to... Uh, subvert our freedom yeah. to give up our freedom i think it's a natural state of uh having it subverted to begin with and then realizing it later in life you know even yes. you know uh not to say that i've come to some great point where i've uh completely got you know gotten become liberated from all the structures <laughs> around me but i'm just saying yeah you do get to a certain point where you, you know you see the matrix yes you know yes uh, all right you 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 see the cage that you're in mm -hmm. And and then you realize two things. One, number one, I'm in a cage. <laughs> yeah. There's a, somehow I'm restricting my my life. I'm constricting and restricting my life. I'm in a cage. Now, where did that cage come from? And and most important, who has the key? Right. And is it some force out there? Is it somebody else? Did I give somebody else the power to confine me? And therefore, my liberation is dependent on them some them yeah. on some external authority or some intellectual <laughs> yeah or or better and worse at the same time 
that I lock myself in this cage mm. and I've got the key and I'm not liberating myself. Mm. Oh my goodness. What oh, have I but, done to myself? And that, I mean, with the, with the moment you see that, you go, oh no, now I have a respon- an extra responsibility to, m- to myself to, to enact that, to fully yes. unlock that cage. 100% responsibility to do that. Yeah, and that, that. that's daunting. It is daunting. That is, that is very scary. I it think, is scary. Uh, scary for me. I think it's probably scary for most people. And I think that the, the real purpose of, you know, activities like this, podcasts like this, writings like the Tao Te Ching, really is to ultimately give each human being courage that there are other people who have gone down this path, down this road, and we, we know how difficult it is, mm-hmm. and we support you. Yeah. You're not crazy, right? You know, to think that you want to get out of your cage and be real—that's yeah. great, yeah. and we support that. It's wonderful. You're not you're not alone. Yes. So, do we have any uh, takeaways for this week? So, some practical stuff that people uh, can get into uh, before our, our show comes out next week. Uh, things to think about. Mm-hmm. The uh, well, I always like to give a practice, of course, yes. because practice makes perfect. Right? Yes. And so, a nice exercise is to simply notice what you have in your life that you personally are grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, every day, every day, you should get up and think, hmm, what do I have to be grateful for in my life? And every night before you go to sleep, what am I grateful for that happened this day? I don't care if it was I had a nice bowl of oatmeal this morning. Right. You know, or... Gosh, a friend I haven't spoken to in five years called me today, and we had the most wonderful conversation. Right. It, it could be anything. But if you go through life being grateful for what you have, you, then you don't feel that you're in a state of want. Right. You, know, you, you're in, mm-hmm. you feel the abundance rather than the lack of abundance. Mm, yeah. Because when you're feeling lack, you tend to, number one, you tend to attract what you're feeling, mm-hmm. and so you'll just a- attract more lack. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and number two, you'll never be satisfied. Right. You know, you'll never be satisfied. You have to choose to be satisfied. So just appreciation of the simple things sensitizes us to the natural beauty of life as it is. Yes. Just as it is. The sunset, the sunrise, this, how about the smile on a baby's face, mm-hmm. the gracefulness of a cloud, the sound of a chord of music, the taste of good food. Yeah. All of these little appreciations bring joy to life. And when overlooked, because we're pursuing the big things, then life tends to lose its vitality and we wind up feeling frustrated and unsatisfied. Let go and let it be. Just let it be what it is. Try it. You'll like it. Awesome. Well, for this week, it's time to let it be. And uh, we're going to let this show be for right now. And we'll be back next week. With more What's This Dow All About and uh, in preview for next week's show. No, we'll just let you see what happens. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. To learn more about the show, check us out online at whatsthisdow.com. Follow the show on Twitter at whatsthisdow. Follow Todd Perry on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. Now, don't follow leaders and watch your parking meters. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>